Varminians and others, this is Donna from the Varmints Podcast, and I am not an animal expert. And my name is Paul, I am still not an animal expert. I decided I wanted to do Spider a Day, and Paul said he'd help me, and we made it a whole thing for the Varmints Podcast, and so we hope you liked it. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about how it went, and... We're not going to talk about the technical stuff. That's all going to be behind the scenes, but just sort of what we learned and yeah. and what we figured out about spiders along the way. Yes. It was the friends we made along the way that was important. <laughs> That's right. All of our spider friends. And when we say we, basically we're it's like 90% Donna that did this. I contributed a little bit of audio, but she she was the uh she was the driving force behind this. She did like a lot of the basically all of the work. So if you enjoyed this series, then you know, you have Donna to thank. Yeah, I mean, I wish I'd thought of it just a little bit o- earlier than I did. <laughs> yeah. That would have been nice. But we had a couple of days where we were scrambling. Oh, boy. But we were, it was really important to put an episode up every day. So, I, yeah, we don't want to get too far into that. That's technical podcast talk. But um, it's a it's it's a little bit of uh, stress, you know. It's a little bit, whoa, what are we going to put up today? We tried to record a few things early, and I did have quite a few shows early, but it, it wasn't nearly enough. Yeah, so. we made we'll it. We'll know that for next year. We made it. We made it. So here's a little yeah. here's a little stat for you. Ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. Three hours and thirty five minutes. Wow. That is how much content we put out this month. That is about three regular episodes. Wow, that's crazy. Right? That is crazy. I didn't think it was that much, but I added it up, and it's three hours and 35 minutes of content. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes one to two hours to to produce one of these little mini-shows. Yeah, wow. Because, well, because it depends on how easy the spider is that you're researching, you know? Mm -hmm. Some of them took a heck of a lot more research. Some of them didn't have all their information on one page, you know, and you had to kind of wander around and look for them. Like a male house spider looking for a mate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I found it was very difficult to answer. I think I did answer every Varminion's question, except we didn't get to the spider myths show because, wow, that is a huge topic. There are so many countries that have and cultures that have myths about spiders. Like, oh, yeah. It's mind blowing how many. I, I didn't even think we could fit, you know, a decent sampling into an episode I thought we're gonna have to focus on one story you know right and it, it just was too much but but to be sure there are many cultures that have spider myths and I think we can probably feature some of them in future episodes because man the brown recluse spider is probably the top number one most misunderstood spider of all the different spiders and really feared way more out of proportion beyond what it is scary and uh i thought you know let's just do that as our own episode later on we'll we'll pick the brown recluse as its own show later on yeah i agree i agree completely and the goliath bird eater also another one with a lot of 
very silly myths around it that probably is interesting enough to have its own show. So yeah, yeah. And I was thinking we didn't do that. We didn't really do anything about uh, tarantulas. But no, but didn't we do a show about tarantulas? We have a whole episode about tarantulas that you can go back and, and listen to. And it's hard for me to pick a favorite episode of this podcast. But man, that one is right up there. It's one that I still listen to from time to time. Yeah. Definitely. So go check that out if you don't think we we talked enough about tarantulas. We did a whole episode about them and it was wound up I, th- I think it was great. There were way there were a lot of jumping spiders, but man, you know, there's a lot of jumping spiders in the world. I'm just saying, we, you know, there's we tons. We could have a whole podcast dedicated to orb weavers and jumping spiders because there's so many yeah. of them. There's so many, it's crazy, and I, for sure. And I encouraged your guest, T. Francis, to start such a podcast because she was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, she was. And if she made a podcast, I would listen to that. I would I would definitely listen to that. Yeah, she knows her stuff, yep. for sure. Absolutely. So one of the other things that was difficult was, and the, the one thing that I didn't get to sufficiently that I wanted to was finding out how other cultures view spiders and what they mean which what the Brahminian who asked it meant was how do they live with them day to day are are they the same as us day to day with people being way too afraid of spiders oh okay she was not talking about the cultural mythology the cultural mythology as we've seen is not necessarily a reflection of how people are today because even in our own culture, in Western Europe, people were far less skeeved out by spiders a couple hundred years ago yeah. than they are today. Right. And so, but it was difficult to find out because the internet is a wall of fear. And yeah. I think I got the first taste of what T was saying about how difficult it is for, you know, arachnologists that they're just facing this just wall of crazy, insane fear, right. you know? And it doesn't seem to me to be actually reflective of how people live with spiders in the real world at all, because there's so much just baloney, you know? That is really fascinating now that I think about it, that the whole uh, sort of nature versus nurture aspect of living with, you know, and fearing spiders. Yeah, it's definitely got to be people are more fearful than they were when we were agricultural, because... I mean, there's so many yeah. on a farm that you really just wouldn't think about them. I asked my father, who grew up on a farm, did you ever think about spiders very much? And he was like, no. I mean, they had to be all over the place, but we never you know, really thought, the, thought about them. So, and uh, there's, our culture has so many little superstitions of them having, being good luck and stuff. People definitely recognize the role they play in keeping the bugs down, right. you know? So... But I did ask some friends, my friend buddy, um, my buddy, my friend buddy, my friend uh, (laughs) said that his father was in the Peace Corps down in uh, Peace Corps down in Fiji Mm -hmm. back in the day. And when they moved into their house, they discovered they had like a big, huge spooder under the bed. So they moved it out of the house (laughs) and then they started to have terrible insect problems. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) so. So they found the spider, which is like pretty much where they'd left it, and <laughs> brought it back inside, and soon they were insect-free again. Oh. So that's how many bugs that thing was eating. So. <laughs> that spider just hung out there and said, they'll come back. They'll be back. They'll be, they'll be yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I had a good time discussing it with my friends, and I was really surprised that while there there do seem to be a lot of people that are spider-phobic, I know a couple of people that genuinely are very afraid of them, but even they know that they shouldn't be, and were interested in getting treatment for it. And, uh, but my friend Monica, my bestie, she said, you know how flies and ants are all up in your face constantly trying to tell you about their summer at band camp? (laughs) You know, spiders eliminate that problem. So she said, now that I think about it, I like them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's great. (laughs) It's really funny. Anyway, bah, sorry, it was really difficult to find out how people actually deal with spiders in real life as compared to the craziness on the internet who knows it was very difficult to find anything and uh i i my buddy said this is a question some anthropologist looking for a phd thesis should look into you know yeah get some funding and do some little little studies so that's neat (laughs) yeah but so the second thing that happened was I shifted from liking spiders to being an advocate. So they don't deserve even like a teeny weeny amount of their bad reputation. On this, just to finally wrap up, there's, you know, on the scale of things that hunt or that hurt humans, there are so few spider injuries to people that they can't get on the graph. You know what I mean? Right. Like if there's a graph of creatures that hurt humans, they don't even show up. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They don't spread disease, they don't kill crops, they eat a lot of the things that do both of those things, so we really need to stop freaking out about these guys. It's uh, it's bad for us, it's not good for our brains. So. Yep, I totally agree. What did you uh, What did you enjoy the most? Um, I really enjoyed the visits you had from Cotton Shorts. It was very nice of him to call into the show. What a, what good timing. Because it wasn't April 1st. Even, yeah. So. He must have had a good yeah. internet connection that day. And I really... No, he had to walk over and get on a paper. Oh. <laughs> he must have been desperate. I mm-hmm. I enjoyed learning about the different parts of a spider because until I listened, I, I knew uh, legs, obviously. You know, you can identify those. And the head, sort of head torso part of the spider. And maybe eyes if you can see them. And the <laughs> ass. And that's what I could identify on a spider. <laughs> so I, I appreciated all the little parts of a spider. Holy cow, they have they have a lot of little parts and, and little little flappy lungs and and we couldn't get into how amazing they are. Uh, oh, spiders gosh. are hydraulic. Everything under in there is under pressure. Yeah. They they don't their blood doesn't work like regular like like people with circulation blood. They have Hemolyph or something like that, and it's uh, it turns out that it's blue, and um, it doesn't run through veins. It just sort of fills up their body, and they. But yeah, they are hydraulic. They move around there. Little <laughs> spiders. That's so cool. One of the jumping spiders that I read about makes uh, a decision about a complex jump to make in exactly one neuron. One. What? One. One, they have a brain the size of a poppy seed. Wow. And it's the sort of decision-making that takes larger networks of neurons in higher animals. Like, to make the same sort of decision, we would be accessing thousands and thousands and thousands of neurons. This little jumping spider makes all of those decisions with just one. (laughs) That is so cool. It's got eight inputs from the eyes, and then it has its hair sensors all over its body and everything. 
but it's just one neuron making the decision whether to do it or not. So that's me. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. So another thing that happened is that our friend Melissa from the Bewilder Beasts podcast tweeted this. Now Melissa is she makes no secret about her fear of spiders. Like she has incredible arachnophobia and she even has a really funny story about sort of leaving her daughter behind while she ran away from a spider in her car. Oh, poor thing. So she tweeted, she said, y'all know about my visceral reaction to spiders. Referencing that story. Right. So I named one spider on our bathroom and we respectfully stay away from each other. Meet Lucille 3. Arrested Development fans will appreciate this. And she says, starting somewhere. And she's got a little picture of her spider in her bathroom. Aww. And it's just... Oh, that's wonderful. Isn't it? Like... Good for her. I don't know if we're... I don't know if we can take credit for that, but hopefully we can take credit for that. I don't care who takes credit, but that's amazing. No, yeah, I mean... Good luck with Lucille 3, because she's going to eat a lot of bugs. <laughs> Regardless of whether we could take credit for that or not, if we reached one person and made them a little less likely to grab the shoe the next time they see a spider, I mean, that yeah. was a, a, that's a success to me. That's an unqualified yeah. success. They're just a little freaky looking animal, you know? <laughs> and they don't want to hurt you. They don't want to be anywhere near you. No. I, I thought T's story about that one spider out in the northeast of america running for the shadows when it's scared and people thought they were running that it was running at them <laughs> yes was one of the saddest and funniest things at the same time i've ever heard like that is a mighty marvel misunderstanding yeah. you're all good guys <laughs> <laughs> but somebody's acting weird and so you know no wonder people are a little freaked out by them yeah. but i'm really really <laughs> proud of what we accomplished this month really yeah. proud of it yeah, you did really good work on the stuff that I asked you to do. Thank you. It was really nice. I liked the kind and the the way that you talked about the spider superstitions was gentle and nice and wasn't, uh, oh, yeah, you know, and uh, I thought that was great. Thank you. Like, talking about a spider walking over their clothes like, la, 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 <laughs> a spider on your clothes is good luck. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I think we should make it clear, too, that, like, I mean, as far as I, I'm not speaking for you, but as far as I go, if I see a spider where I'm not expecting to see a spider, I'm going to jump. I don't jump, usually, but if one lands on me, I definitely will. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that, as we listen to T, that's an accident. They don't do that on purpose. <laughs> they don't know they're jumping on you. They think they're jumping on something in the environment until, you, until they realize you're an animal, and then they're like, ah! But... Yeah, um, no, I, I don't, I don't freak out when I see a spider, but I do kind of go, I do the math of where they are and is it okay for them to be there? And most of the time, you can leave them alone. Yep. There's very little reason to to interfere with them. Yep. But I don't even think it's people's fault that are arachnophobic because somebody taught them to do that. Right. As a child. Yeah. So. Somebody instilled that fear in them, probably with good intentions, because they didn't want their child to mess with the spider or whatever. So. Well, and you, when you're growing up as a little kid, you don't really see spiders unless it's, a, a, you know, connected with some sort of really spooky, scary imagery, right? 
Well, I used to I used to talk to the spiders in my backyard, but I was read Charlotte's Web as a child. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, you were. <laughs> I wasn't scared by spiders. Nobody told me spiders were scary until I went to school. Right. Well, so, yeah, I my experience was different. And my mother is afraid of spiders, so I think she was holding back because she kind of knew it was a silly thing to be afraid of. She she just told us all, don't ever pick up a bug. You know? Yeah. Just don't don't ever pick up a bug or a grasshopper or a spider or a caterpillar or anything. She was more worried about caterpillars, I think, because they are beautiful. You know, caterpillars can often be beautiful and stingy and pretty horrible. and But they are gorgeous and they look fuzzy. So, of course, a little child wants to pick them yeah. up, you know? Well, if she tapped the brakes on her own fear to keep you from having the same fear, that's pretty admirable. That's a good mom. Yeah, yeah. She's a good mom. Yeah. My mom, she's she's pretty pretty stellar. Yeah, it's not, and it's not even something we should fault the people that instilled the fear because it's... It's just several generations of people living in cities that are now afraid of things that are nature because they think that they're unpredictable and, you know. Yep. There's just like layers and layers of complex psychology in there. But, you know, if I think most people realize that, that it's a it's an unreasonable fear. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, uh. Yeah, no, it was really good, and the the show was really, really fun to do, and next year, we're going to do a frog-a-day. Frogs, a frog-a-day, it's going to be fun. There are lots of frogs in the world, so that's going to be really fun, and I would say that our superstar first episode frog needs to be one of the micro highlights that has a tarantula for a pet. <laughs> I mean, a, pro- a protector. Yes. A protector. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Those things are great. I'm lo- really, I'm already looking forward to a frog a day, and it's a year away. We have to a whole year. We have yeah. to wait a whole year to do it. But we're gonna. And do we it. won't be able to get what, what this month taught me was you won't be able to get to everything you want to get to. I wanted to do a whole show about spider silk, just sp- the silk on its own because it's incredible. Oh yeah. And never, never had time no. to put it together, and. I wanted to do a not a spider episode. So I think oh, we should do yeah. not a spider as a varmints episode, honestly, because there's a, there's three or four things that people freak out and they think they're spiders that are actually not spiders. Yeah. So, like daddy long legs. Spoiler yep, alert. Yeah, that's the most popular one, one of the harvestmen. Yeah. It's not a spider. And but there's a few other things too, so we should just do not a spider as a varmints episode and that'll have that covered. I like it. Yeah. I agree. All right, we're going to wrap it up. We're about at the 20-minute mark, and I need to edit this and throw it up on the internets, and then I will package up the hour-long conversation with T. Francis for the patrons and send that to you over the course of the week here. I don't know when I'm going to have time to do it, but I because it's like, because it is, as I said, an hour-long conversation. Okay. But... I will do it at some point. So if the patrons that are listening, that content will, will be to you this week. Yes. And the next time you hear us... I hope. The next time you hear us, we will have the second part of our Pigeons episode. I promised that uh, for a long time. It's coming. I <laughs> we This month was just spiderific. It was and, spider uh, time this month. Yeah. We didn't get really a whole lot else done. Yep. So. So that, that's yep. coming soon. That's how it goes. All right. All right. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening. And what do we say now? Be nice to animals. Be nice to spiders. Be nice to spiders.
Put that yes. shoe down, man. Put the shoe down, man. Let me <laughs> eat the bugs. Awesome. Woo. See ya. All right, time for episode 30 of Spider-A-Day. 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 The wrap-up. Yes. Haha. -ha. Get it? The wrap-up? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at podfix on Twitter, official underscore podfix on Instagram, at podfixnetwork on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.